Hey, welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We hope this helps you to know God better and to trust Him more. To keep up with us or to get more information, visit CelebrationChurchLive.com. You know, when God calls us to do things, it doesn't always make sense. Um, when God told me to leave a job that I was making really good money at and everything was perfect, living around our relatives, and God told me to go to help a man named John Holler. Because John and I went to Bible school together and uh, he was pastoring here in San Angelo, Tree of Life Church. And he, he, was, he said, well, I'd love to have you there. Uh, and we worked on that for a while. God didn't seem like he never opened the door. And then God says, spoke to me prophetically about to go. Now you understand, I didn't have a job to come. I didn't have resources to come. So what did I do? Sold my house and begin to make my way to come. It makes no sense to walk away from a really good job to move into a city that I had a, didn't tell my wife, I got a job selling computers at Computerland here back in the day. I was making $800 a month plus commission. And I was making really good money. I stepped into a city, buy a house, didn't have a position, God called me. Sometimes you jump without a net. And ministry is so easy until you think you, you really understand faith until you have to jump without a net. And what I found out, jumping without a net is one of the greatest adventures in the world. Everything I've ever done never made sense to the people around me. Didn't make sense to people's kind of talk around the back and say, what is he doing? When, that, when, I, walk, when I left that job, we walked away from everything. I told my wife, I said, we got to go. We got to do it. And the week I got here in San Angelo, Texas, a position opened up in John Holler's church for me. And I, within, within like a two weeks, within when a, two or three weeks, I was on staff at Tree of Life Church. There's no way. He told me, Terry, do not come. Do not come. I cannot. I says, you didn't tell me to come here. God told me to come here. And just in regard to the prophetic of this, the house, hey, folks, we're behind this. We're behind this, this sending. And you know what? God's, God's got our back. He's going to take care of this. He's going to take care of the home house. He's going to send that. He's going to explode things out. Because you got to look at it. See, here I came along, obeyed God. Who would have ever known that I would suddenly be mentoring your pastor. And now then, he, he, Kenan was, lived in my house for the first two or three months there because reasons beyond I don't want to talk about. But regardless, you know, God has a way of connecting us. And if I had not jumped without a net, you have no idea the adventure you're on, my family. This is a wonderful thing. God is so in this. And that's what I so. But you know, it's, it's fun and scary all at the same time. So I've jumped without a net so many times, it's like free fall. Here we go. Well, I want to talk to you today about uh, why you're born. What's your purpose in life? It's sad, but some people wake up every day and they don't really know why they're here. They don't know. If you, if you ask the biggest question you've searched for on Google, it's probably said, why do I exist? 
just so many people don't know. They just don't know. Uh, and you know, people that don't know, they get frustrated easy. They, they're hard to get along with. They're, they're unhappy. They waste their lives on trivial living. They get, you know, they become expert in gaming. They become expert enough that, that I'm down in that. You know, they spend hours on Instagram. You know, I never even knew anything about that. One day I said, what is this Instagram thing? And I got on this feed, and next thing you know, I've wasted like an hour through these short feeds. And I went, good Lord, this trivial living, I can't do this. We all do it, right? Not all, but some. So today I want to encourage you, give you some new spontaneity in regard to that you have a renewed purpose in regard to what God has for you to do in this life. Because every day is important. Your life is important. And we want to really, don't we really all want to celebrate life till its fullest? Three people are in agreement. Praise God, I take those three people. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, they always say, you know, a quiet church is a dead church. So, you're not dead. Amen. So, we all get distracted in life. And sometimes the problems so surround us and the mundane, Monday through Friday, this is all there is. This is all why I was created. Are you kidding me? This is all. Hey, there's more to your life than you realize. You got to keep the main thing the main thing. But we want when we understand our purpose in life becomes an adventure. So we all see that the people that don't understand God's will for their life, they don't, they don't always are happy. And they become self-centered. Self-serving, they have no answer for life at all. They just become habitual grappers. They could be good-looking, have lots of money, but they, they have no substance. There's nothing inside them to contribute to anyone or anything unless it serves them. So when you're young, I think we. When I was young, I thought I was going to live forever. I think everybody kind of lives that way. We don't look at death. Wake up every day thinking I'm going to die today. And I never thought anyone would ever look at me in the mirror and call me old. Now, you know, I'm 70 and he's 50. Almost. Almost. 49 and holding. <laughs> 49 and holding. His, his, yeah, his, his, yeah, his wife's still 25. But regardless, we, get, we really understand that, you know, life has a way of slipping away from us. I never knew that I'd have a 22-year-old grandson. Lord Jesus, is this possible? Because I used to be the youngest preacher, the youngest elder. And now, I'm the old guy. The truth is, is unless, you know, unless Jesus comes back, you're going to get old. Things are moving south. Yep. Yeah. But the good news is, is your life can really contribute to people, no matter what age you are. That's right. Psalms 90.12 says this. It says, So, Lord, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. In other words, so that we can apply wisdom to our lives. New Living Translation says it like us. This is teach us to realize the brevity or the shortness of time of life so that we may grow in wisdom. 
So can it be said that if we understand our days are numbered and every day that we get up that it gives us wisdom how to live that day and we don't want to waste one bit of it. Have you ever wasted time? Felt like that you've wasted time? Man, I've wasted so much time in my life. And time, once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, you can't get it back. You always go earn more money, but you can't go earn more time. Uh, you ever had asked somebody how they're doing? Oh, just killing time. No, not really. Time has the advantage. Time killing you, Bo. Time killing you. It's coming on you. So, teach us to realize life is short. And the life that you have is significant. And the life that you have is important. And the enemy would love to make you think that your, your whole life doesn't mean anything. That you're not imparting, you're not helping, you're not contributing. That no one cares about you. That is a lie. That's a lie. We don't want to make every day count. Because every day is valuable. So let's say you're having a bad day, struggling in your marriage, all things are going wrong, and I walk in, we have a counseling session, and you're complaining, and you're talking about how bad it all is, and you and your wife are in with there arguing, and I say, hey, tell you what, I walk in my closet, reach in and pick up a, a, a case, walk over and say, there's a million dollars. Now are you sad? You open it up, you see one million dollars cash there. You go, <laughs> man, you do the Pentecostal happy dance. You jump around. You're not mad at your wife anymore. She's not mad at you. Everything that's wrong and going, say, hey, that made you happy. I walk in the closet, reach over, got a couple more bags, walk over, say, hey, there's, here's another 10 million. Now you're happy? Man. Start dreaming of how in the world you're going to change the world or change your personal world. You're going to buy all kinds of luxury things, items, bless people, do all, live a great, marvelous life. You're so excited. So, wait, wait, there's just one, one, one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing, only one thing, only one little thing. I'm going to give you this money, but you can't wake up tomorrow. You can't wake up tomorrow. Now, do you still want the money? Unless, unless you're crazy, you can say, no. I, I, no, I, no, I, I want to live tomorrow. I don't want to. No, that money's not worth me dying for. So, you mean to tell me that when you wake up having a bad day, it's an $11 million day? That day's worth $11 million to you? So how, why should we let life decide what kind of a day we're going to have? This is the day the Lord has made. I will complain and gripe all throughout it. I will talk about how everybody else has messed my life up and it's none of my fault. No, this is the day the Lord has made. Amen. I will what? Rejoice. I will what? Rejoice. I will rejoice yes. and be glad right. in it. I will be happy in it. I will rejoice. I love when I, I was watching some of these 
crazy people up here worshiping. Man, I loved it. Now, I, I, I mean, I got some moves in me still. I, you know, I'm 70. You know, I, 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 see, I still can, you know, I, I can still get out and move a little bit. But when you start moving for the Lord, everything changes. When you, when you rejoice in the Lord and you're thankful and grateful, your whole attitude begins to change. So, I, I think it's possible that we can be happy every day. Don't you? Three or four people. I love those three or four people. Y'all stick with me. We'll get this message done. Huh? Is it possible to rejoice every day? Yes. Sure it is. But you can't be thankful and complain at the same time. You cannot. You, you, you can't. You can't be thankful and complain at the same time. So, when I have a bad attitude, I get one, just like you do. Sometimes I don't even know why I got one. I just get up, I get, I'm in the funk. And I say to myself, that's it, boy. Put your tennis shoes on, get outside, and from the time I start my watch to the time I finish, I said, I won't do anything but be thankful. I'm going to thank God for the air I breathe, the water I drink, the grass that's green, the clouds that are up in the sky. I'm going to, for, the, for as long as I walk, I will not let any complaint come out of my mouth. And do you know, by the end of that walk, my attitude has totally changed. This is the day the Lord has made. You own your own happiness. Your kids aren't going to make you happy. They're going to drive you crazy. Your spouse isn't going to make you happy. That dream house, you don't want it. It's not going to make you happy. Well, you may want it, but it's not going to make you happy. Happiness can't be traveled to, owned, earned, worn, or consumed. Can't be. Cannot be traveled to, owned, earned, or worn, or consumed. Happiness is a spiritual experience of living every minute with love, grace, and gratitude. Everybody can be happy. Some of the happiest people I've ever met in my life were extreme poverty. Extreme poverty. Your positive attitude can make life an adventure, or your negative attitude can make life full of adversity. I've been both. Yeah. I've done it. I've griped and bellyache and complained, full of self-pity. Walked around, did the depression thing. Realized one day, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live my way. This I don't. Listen, if you if you don't talk to yourself, who's going to talk to you? If you don't start filling yourself with good things, who's going to do that? Yes, sir. If you don't talk about your problems you, all day long, it's not going to help you. You got to talk about the promises of God. Yes. God's for you. Who can be against you? God's got, God has thoughts about you. He's got thoughts of peace to give you a future and a hope. Why in the world would you want to go against the, against the will and the purpose of God for your life and go around talking about how bad life is? Life can be good again. Even if you enter a tremendous place of grief and loss, it seems that there's no way that you could ever, ever have a happy life again. I'm here to testify that you can have a happy life again. Yeah. 
Our attitude is a reflection of our true selves. Yes. Our attitude is, in, is inward, but its fruit is outward. Yes. Our attitude is our best friend or our worst enemy. Yes. Our attitude is more honest and more consistent than our words. Our attitude is an outward expression of our thoughts and our mood. Our attitude draws people to us or repels them from us. Our attitude is never content unless it's expressed. Our attitude expresses our personality and our values to others. Our attitude defines our present and our attitude is a profit for our future. I don't know. You married this good looking woman or this handsome man and he's so good looking, she's so pretty until you get in an argument. Then your attitude changes about them. You don't want to be in the same room with them. If there was any romance in the air, it gone. There's a chill in the air when you walk in now. Reach over and try to touch her. Why? Because when you're a jerk or a jerkette, you become very unattractive to the person that you love. Your kids, you love them. Your grandchildren, you love them until they're jerks or jerkettes. And when they're that way, sometimes if you're in a store and they're behaving badly, you just want to walk away and say, I don't know who kids those are, but they're not mine. I don't want them. I don't need them in my life. I've trained them better than this. What is, I'm going to wear them out. Well, you... Can you say that here? You're going to wear them out when I get them home. <laughs> Don't we want to be attractive to people around us? Yes. Don't we want to represent Jesus yes. and the love of Jesus to the people we come in contact with? Yes. I realize we're not going to always be 100%. I understand that. We're, we're human. We're going to fail. No judgment, no condemnation. But hey, I'd rather, I'd rather reach for happiness and a good attitude than not. There's a quote, famous quote, everyone who is, who, who is born dies, but not everyone who tr- dies truly lives. So, how, how in the world do you number your days? I don't know how, I, how long I'm going to live, 92 years, 5 months, 2 days. Don't know. I, I don't know the number. But when you know that your life is numbered and your days are numbered, it's not to be wasted. Life is precious. And you know, I, I, I just can say, you know, it, people that argue and complain and fuss and fight and you want to be right in the relationship, it, it's, it's not who's right and wrong. It's that you maintain peace and love for each other. How many want a house of peace? Everybody does. So our days are numbered. And we understand that life is precious and someday this life is going to end. Do you know what the most expensive real estate in every city in the world is? It's a graveyard. Yeah. Well, why would that be expensive? Think of the unfulfilled dreams that are buried there. The books that were to be written buried there. Songs to be sung and composed there. Gone. Forever. 
we have the ability, as long as you're sucking air, you've got, a, you've got a tremendous opportunity to be a blessing to the people around you. There are gifts inside you that you've not even, you don't even, you're not even aware of. There's ability in you to love people and encourage people and to be a blessing to the people around you that you so often, you just go about life and not understanding that you're impacting the world. There's a scripture in Psalms 116, 15. I've preached this at many funerals. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. Because we'll do anything to save a life. Insurance or no insurance. You roll someone in the hospital and they're dying, they're going to do everything they can to save that life. Why? Because life is precious. Death is not precious. How in the world can death be precious to the Lord? How, how in the world can that happen? Because we cry when we lose someone that we love, and God says it's precious. Ah! A precious death is from a precious life. And when you know that your life is precious, and you spend it wisely to help others, to love Jesus, do it with a good attitude, everything changes. Is this too simple? Huh? So, we see that, that people fulfill their purposes. Two simple ways. Love God, love people. Amen. Jesus told us this in Matthew 22, 37 through 39. And He says this, He says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. On the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Well, I love myself a lot. Uh-huh. I do. And you probably love yourself a lot. We need to love each other like we love ourselves. But when a serial killer is executed, you don't see people celebrating their life. They celebrate their death because their life was not precious. Their life brought death and pain. But man, when grandma that loved Jesus goes to heaven, when a parent dies that loved Jesus, imparted their life to other people die. What a, they're weeping and laughing, weeping and laughing, telling jokes, talking about the when they went to you know there's a it's it's bittersweet because we understand that they're with the Lord, but in the means of that we also know that their life was valuable and they left something with us. They imparted something to us that was more valuable than money, more valuable than anything else that we can have because they gave us themselves. Their life was precious. Don't underestimate your life. Love God. Love people. Make a difference. You may have a mission statement, a five-year plan, but you know, all that is stuff. You may, your job may be your purpose, but no, listen, your job, you're the, you're the pastor of your job. You're, when you walk in that place, you need to walk in there with the love of Jesus to bring about, a, a, as a missionary, to help the people that you come in contact with. When you're out shopping, you ought to say, Lord, I got a shopping list, I'm in a hurry. <coughs> never underestimate the time. Never, never cut yourself short and say, Lord, is there someone here I need to minister to today? Because you never know that someone may be trying to end their life. 
People desperate. Humanity is suffering and Jesus died for suffering humanity. And here we are stand in the gap to bring about a hope. To talk about a future that their life can be better. That they don't have to end their life. That that their marriage can be restored. That their bodies can be healed. We preach this marvelous gospel. That God himself can change the world through his love. We know that God is for us. So why should we, we should always be looking for the one, looking for the one. When I go on missions trips, I've always, I've sometimes preached to thousands, but I'm looking for the one. Yes, sir. Jesus looked for the one. He looked for the Samaritan woman. He looked for the one. Blind Bartimaeus. We go down to just, you know, everywhere you see Jesus' ministry, he was looking for the one. And that's what we want to carry, the anointing of Christ on our lives so that we can make a difference in humanity. Yes, yes, Lord. So often people waste their life. One man held the Guinness World Record for sitting in a bathtub full of baked beans for 100 hours. (laughs) Another had a world record for eating 76 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. He's famous. Yeah. One guy had the world's longest ear hair. <laughs> longest ear hair, 13.2 centimeters, about five and a quarter inches. At its longest point, though it's slightly shorter when pulled back into pigtails. <laughs> no dates for this guy. Well, maybe. His girlfriend's got pigtails. That might, might work. Most snails to remain on the face for 10 seconds, 43 snails. Done by a 10 year old boy, I might add. The most taps in a minute, dancing, 602. That's amazing, incredible. Yeah. This one I love the most. The longest distance thrown in a car accident. A man was struck when he pulled over to help an accident victim on Interstate 376. On October 22nd of 2001, his kindness was repaid with an involuntary flight of 118 feet. He suffered a broken shoulder, pelvis, leg, and tailbones. Luckily, he was quickly surrounded by a crack medical staff who, seeing how far the man had been flung, knew that Guinness must be contacted stat. Now, our, our, you know, our police officers, our paramedics, our firemen are dark people. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my son, he was, he was a paramedic and he, someone sent him a, 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 an ambulance photo of the whole back of the, amb- back of the ambulance covered in blood. And Brian said, is it weird I can smell that? Dark because they were in stuff. But you got to see that. I, here, this guy's laying over there, and the guy says, Wow, you got a tape measure? <laughs> what? Look how far. Let's measure it. Who knows? It could be, this could be a record. Who would ever even think of that? But some dark minded first responder. <laughs> they see it, they're, Wow, this is cool. Yeah. So, you know, we, we see that 
I have to ask ourselves a question. How do we want to be remembered? How do we want to define our day? Because if I say healing, who are you going to think? A name pops in. Faith, love, kindness. People jump in our heads. And honestly, our life has a definition. And how you live your life every day is helping define that. Every day you live, lives, it leaves an imprint. And I know that as you get out of your car, you've got problems, you've got difficulties, and you get your head down and you get wrapped around your problems. And the best way to escape your own problems is to start looking at other people because someone's suffering more than you are. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 says this, Therefore, See that you walk carefully, living life with honor, purpose, courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil, not as the unwise, but as wise, sensible, intelligent, and discerning people, making the most of every making the most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence, because the days are filled with evil. Therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand and fully grasp what the will of the Lord is for your life. Live your life with purpose. Make the most of your time. Go encourage people around you. The days are evil. Don't let the evil days affect you. Understand what God's will is for you. Love Him. Love others. And do your best to do it with a great attitude. Live each day well. You're a child of God. The Scripture says you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. That means that you can do the hard things. And when I was, when I lost my wife of 48 years, I, I was, I remember after, you know, months me saying, Lord, I, I can't do this by myself. I, I need a woman in my life. I need a woman. God says, I'm working on something. Well, okay. Quicker is better than later. And then I get a phone call one day and it says, hey, uh, Pastor, I want you to come hear me speak at this event. <laughs> About an hour and a half from you. I said, I love you, but I'm not going to go. No, I'm not going to go. He said, well, pray again because I, I had a dream of me introducing you to this lady. I says, uh, I love you, but I'm not going to go. No, I don't care. And I hung up the phone. As soon as I hung up the phone, I had recently told the Lord, Lord, I will go anywhere that you want me to go. And the Lord said, I thought you said you go anywhere. I went, <laughs> so I, okay. So I made arrangements. I went. And, uh, and she had told me also, she says, you know, I, I'm going to introduce you to this, this lady. I, I want you to meet this lady. I, I had a dream of introducing you. I'm like, okay, all right, here I go. I didn't care. So I went in and, I, and she introduced me to this beautiful lady and she'd recently lost her husband and, and there she introduced me and she felt sorry for me, this wonderful widow lady because she'd been through it like nine months before and she took my number down. She started encouraging me as a, as a brother in the faith because I was so sad and she felt sorry for me. And then uh, I, I, uh, I began to try to, you know, started reaching out to her little by little and uh, you know, God has a way of answering prayer, even when we don't know He's working on it. She wasn't interested in a man at all. I wasn't interested in a woman at all. Well, I kind of, but not really, you know. She was not, she, she, I'm, she would say, I'm complete Jesus Christ. I don't need anybody or anything. And I went, okay, well, that's great, because you don't need me either. So, and lo and behold, 14 months later, Miss Laura Sparks. Yeah, yeah. So, stand up. Yeah. So, yeah, see how pretty she is. But yeah, I'm so thankful for God to do that. 
But you know, God has a way of working things out in our lives. And Jesus, when they were about to crucify Christ, he put the king of kings on trial. So, so you're king? And Jesus says, hey, hey, for this purpose I was born. For this cause I came. I came with a reason. And you know, when Jesus came, his cause was you. And when we adopt the gospel and we understand that our lives are not all about us, it's about other people that we come in contact with, we have a greater cause. Jesus, when he gives us life, he gives it more abundantly. And what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to give that abundant life away to other people that when people look at us, they understand something has changed about our lives and we can be an encouragement to people. So, what is your cause? So, often we just say, well, you know, I'm going to do this, retire, all this. No, 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 no. You have a cause. That's right. You know, this, this church service is put on by people that volunteer. They get up early, they come in here because now they found a cause. We've had our, uh, announcements as they're building a dream team. Today's a wonderful day to get involved and become a part of a dream team because you never know who you're going to meet, who you're going to smile at, whose hand you're going to shake. Who, you can make a difference. So often you come in, you've been dating the church, you've been sitting there for a while. It's time for you to put a ring on and let's become a part of something that's bigger than yourself. You love Jesus, you love other people, so why not give a platform? Form for it and come in and be a part of the dream team and see where your life can matter. Can I get a witness? You're important. Well, I can't do anything. Well, Acts 6 8 tells us about Stephen. Stephen, what did he do? He waited tables for old Jewish women. I don't know how that good that is, but I know that certain women are opinionated, especially the older they get. They want it done certain ways. And this young man did signs, wonders, and miracles in the midst of all that. God can use you. If you're picking up trash out in the parking lot, God can use you to lay hands on somebody out there and see them healed by the power of the gospel. Because you're at the right place at the right time. You have a cause. And sometimes your attitude stinks because all your cause is about you. You're a navel gazer. Oh, that's good. You know, you know, you got a navel, you stir. <laughs> Your life's important, and you know what? Your yes to putting others first can change someone else's life. I said yes. And every day I make a choice to say yes again. You make that choice as well. Time. It's time. You're on a ministry adventure. And God Himself wants to use you. Folks, we're in the last of the last days. The only people we can take to heaven, the only thing we can take to heaven with is people. You can't take anything else. You may... You may bury grandma with her jewelry. Doesn't matter. She's not taking it. She's not taking it. Jesus is our reason. He's our cause. And I want you to just invest your life into this house, out in the marketplace, wherever you go, because your attitude, the love that you have for God, and the love you have for people is making a mark. And you don't even know it. Yeah.
Amen. Father, I thank you for this message. I thank you, Father, for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Just ask the Holy Spirit, what, what are you saying to me? Precious Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? How do I need to become involved? What do I need to correct? Aren't you tired of the enemy stealing your days? Aren't you tired of being walking around in a bad mood? Make a change. You can change. You can make a decision today. Father, I pray for your anointing and your presence on each and every one in this house. That you encourage them. That, Lord, I know there's, there's joy in them. I know there is, there's so many opportunities for them to make a difference wherever they go. I thank you for investing your life in us so we can invest our lives in others. Thank you for moving in this house. Listen, there's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit coming. We need everybody here, folks. This house, is, this house is going to grow and grow and grow and grow. Every church around is going to grow and grow. People are hungry for, for hope. People are hungry. Thank you, Jesus, for your anointing, for your spirit. Thank you for moving. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's someone here today, you walked in, you still think your life, my life is not worth anything. No one cares about me. No one understands me. You've been so unfulfilled. Today you're going to have an ch- opportunity to give your life to Jesus. Jesus Christ will change your life forever. You're looking at an old dope-smoking, cocaine-snorting hippie. And God changed my life forever. Changed my life, changed my children's life, changed my grandchildren's life. Changed so many people's lives because Jesus changed me. I didn't take up my cause, I took up his cause. And when I took up his cause, guess what? He began to open doors that no man could shut, began to give me opportunities to minister and to do things. Your life's important. God will use you. This is not the end. You may not be here. Today, you may, you may say, Pastor, I've been backslid. I've been doing whatever done. The things I've done are horrible. God will forgive you. Today's a good day to start again. Today's a wonderful day to begin again. Today I'm going to ask two questions. Do you want to give your life to Jesus the first time or you want to rededicate your life to Jesus? Listen to me. It's not just about you, even though heaven's a great place to go, but it's about the people you will impact, your family, the friends, the people, the gospel message. Give your life to Jesus today. Rededicate your life. I'm going to count to three. If you're here, you want to do that for the first time. Or just rededicate your life. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand boldly. We'll pray for, for you right where you are. And God himself is going to meet you and put you on a path that you never thought possible. One, give your life to Jesus the first time. Two, rededicating your life to Jesus. Three, raise your hand, raise your hand. My hands all the way across the room. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Let's pray this prayer together, church family. Lord Jesus. I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. Jesus, come into my life and forgive me of all my sin. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and I believe that you were raised from the dead. Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a desire for your word. Thank you for your goodness and mercy. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.
You know, y'all stand to your feet. You ready to go change the world? Because when you step right outside that, listen, you got a neighbor that needs Jesus probably. He needs an attitude change. So hug them, grab a hold of them, let them know their life's important. Be precious. Be nice to people in the parking lot. Don't flip anybody off. Praise God. Amen. Love each other. Y'all go change the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Celebration Church. You can keep up with all that God is doing here at Celebration by following us on Facebook and Instagram.